Welcome to the Wealth Studying Podcast. This is episode 435. Today is November 29th, 2023. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, it's that time of year again, so it's time to talk about the seasonal effect called the Santa Claus Rally. We'll just review that briefly in this episode. I'm bringing it up now because it came early this year. And as part of that, you're being fed a lot of media propaganda about how well the stock market's doing, how low volatility is. You know, the VIX is pretty much at near rock bottom levels. And the stock market and everything else is, well, the way they're portraying it is near record highs. But here's the real point. The, quote, excellent performance that the market's had so far this year, almost every major indice and commodity, almost all, are down from their highs that were put in in either late 2021 or early 2022. Now, there's a couple exceptions to that. Gold is one of them. It is recently broken out, and we'll most likely talk about that in an upcoming episode. But gold is the exception. Silver is trying to break out, but it's nowhere near its recent multi-year high, and it's certainly nowhere, not even close to its all-time record high. Bottom line on all this, though, is that market volatility isn't low. In fact, it's extremely high. Yes, the S&P is doing very well today, but remember, it was only 30 days ago that it was in correction and down more than 10%. What the market giveth, it can take away, and we are still living in a very turbulent time coming through the convergence of long-term trends. One of those trends is a return to normality coming through the post-pandemic era. The other trend is the end of easy and free money, which we've been living through for 10 to 15 years, and really a longer-term trend of what was called the Great Moderation, where interest rates have been coming down since the 1980s. So over 40 years of that long-term secular trend. All of that looks like it's ending. And you combine that with the overall glacial trend of global demographic decline. And we're going into uncharted territories. Now, I'm not a gloom and doomer. I'm not predicting economic collapse and all the misfortunes that you hear in prepper porn. But what I'm saying is that we should remain cautious and not believe the media propaganda that everything is just perfect and fine. Things aren't perfect. Leading economic indicators have been in decline for 19 straight months. I can go on and on talking about how these economic indicators are all at or in excess of recession territory. But as you heard me talk about through really about the last 18 months, we are living through the most anticipated recession of all time history. And it's a matter of contrarian investing. That canoe principle I talk about, when you've got two people paddling a canoe, the canoe's stable as long as the occupants don't lean over the same side of the canoe. The market, like a canoe, balances itself out even when the participants all lean over to the same side. What happens is the canoe capsizes. That's how it writes itself. In terms of economic and stock market terms, when everybody's on one side of a trade, the trend usually goes the other direction. So with everybody anticipating a recession over the last 18 months, it's nullified the impact and moderated the effect of that recession actually occurring. Uh, but on to today's topic, which is the Santa Claus rally. It has come early this year. I don't think it's going to last. It usually doesn't last. 
We'll talk about that in a minute. But the reason it occurs is generally based on tax policy. You know, on December 31st, for most corporations and for the vast majority of individuals, the tax year comes to a close and everything gets reset as of January 1st in terms of capital gains and distribution and the collection of taxes and such. And so as a result of that, we get this seasonality, which usually hits the stock market either a little bit before Christmas or a little bit after, or in this case, you know, pretty much just like retail advertising, it came way early. But the impact of the seasonality being driven by tax policy can be attributed to just really a couple factors. It has nothing to do with the overall state of the economy. It doesn't have anything to do with the health of the stock market. It has very little to do with stock market valuations and future trends. It all comes down to rebalancing to either close out one year or to begin the next year in terms of tax policy and tax purposes. So you have things like tax loss harvesting where you go in and you sell your positions that have lost money so that you can harvest that loss and apply it to any gains. And when you do that, that obviously necessitates a rebalancing of your portfolio. So that accounts for a lot of the selling and buying. And really, it's just musical chairs where things get moved around. There's really not a net impact effect because even a lot of the things that are sold for a loss, they can be bought back after 31 days. So if you sell a losing stock, you know, pretty much in or before November, you can even buy it back before the year ends. So that portfolio rebalancing in a lot of cases is just a shuffle, but it does create movements in the stock market. A lot of big part of the tax policy and really a huge volume shift comes about with tax policies that not necessarily impact individuals, but impact investment companies and investment firms, and in particular, they impact mutual funds. The way a mutual fund is constructed, it can avoid paying excise taxes on capital gains if that income is distributed to the owners of the mutual fund. And so at the end of the year, a lot of those mutual funds sell their winning positions in addition to closing out their losing positions so that those gains can be paid to the investors so that the fund itself doesn't get taxed. And when you consider how much stranded asset capital is in 401k money that is dominated by mutual funds, that's a significant amount of portfolio rebalancing. And remember, these funds can't remain in cash. The gains are distributed, but the overall bulk of the portfolio, that gets reinvested. And it's either going to go into stocks that had been performing poorly that year, or in a lot of cases, it does go back into the winning stocks of the year. And a lot of that has to do with window dressing. You know, a lot of funds, they want to show that they own the popular high-value stocks of the year. Even if they didn't profit from them, they at least want to carry those in their balance sheet and say, oh, look at us, look at us. We're invested in NVIDIA or we're invested in Microsoft. They want to report that on their 13F filing, even if they didn't buy it to the last minute. It makes them look like one of the cool kids on Wall Street. Now, another impact of the Santa Claus rally is despite the fact that you do have all this rebalancing going on and it is a great deal of volume, you're also talking about the end of the year when a lot of people were on vacation and they're no longer actively trading. So while you do have a great deal of rebalancing going on and tax loss harvesting going on and 
sales of capital gains to create distributions while all that's taking place. A lot of the normal day-to-day computer-generated algorithmic type stuff, well, that starts to taper off because people have already locked in their gains for the year or if they've lost money, well, they don't have any more to trade. So from a seasonality perspective, there's usually less trading volume happening in December than in corresponding months, especially the last two weeks of December. And so with less participants in the market, all that rebalancing and that reshuffling and the purchasing of new positions generally results in the price moving up because the incremental buyers are few in numbers and the new positions have to be purchased. So that means the incremental buyer on the margin is paying more. So is this a good time to buy? Actually, counterintuitively, the Santa Claus rally or even the early market opens in January are a good time to sell because you get another seasonality effect, which occurs in the second quarter of the year. And that's known by the Wall Street adage of sell in May and go away. And the reason generally you do see while markets will rise towards the end of December or at the beginning of January, it's that you know end of year or start of a new year optimism. Just like people run out and get gym passes in January because they make New Year's resolutions about losing weight or getting into shape. Well, that quickly peters out, doesn't it? And so this year, especially with an election year coming up and the fact that we have had 19 months of consecutive decline in leading economic indicators, I think that it's likely that we see a pullback in the market early in the year or certainly within first quarter. Because this long-anticipated recession, which has been postponed, has not been canceled. And given, again, the fact that we have an election year coming up, and we're going to get a lot of happy talk about how great the economy is leading into the November elections, we still have significantly higher interest rates that haven't fully impacted or slowed down or dragged the economy. I think that that's likely to hit first quarter And we likely go into a weak or a shallow recession, which then sets up the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates going into second quarter and the back half of the year so that we do get that economic happy talk to keep our dear leaders reelected. Hey, in any case, those are topics for future episodes. Until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.